0: We'll be bringing it. Anyway, uh, we're going to finish up the transition series this week. Would you stand with me? Let's read uh, from Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth, for the life, for the power that are in them. And Lord, I pray that you would, that you would really change us today. I pray, Father, that the tools that you've given us would not be things that we'd just leave laying around, but they'd be things that we begin to use in our lives. And that, and that the Holy Spirit would empower us as we are being transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How many of you like to fight? Yes. <laughs> okay, we got two. Uh, and and the, the, the truth is, I, 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 it depends on what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily like to fight. However, as you can tell by this picture... I'm not somebody you want to mess with. Yeah. I've actually only been in one such fight in my life. And uh, it was in the seventh grade. Uh, and I, I had uh, become interested, shall we say, in this, in this girl that lived across the street. And uh, she had a, a, a brother who was three or four years younger than her and um, uh, I don't know. I guess I'd kind of made friends with him i't I wasn't you know trying to use him or anything, but I did get invited to their house frequently, and you know, when it kind of became clear to him why I was actually going to their house, uh he told uh, one of the other guys that was about my age who was interested in her, that I wanted to fight him. So yeah, <clears throat> so anyway, I'm on the bus. I'm on a school bus. And, uh, you know, it's been 53 years, so I don't guess it really matters at this point, 54. Uh, and Lonnie Tenen gets on the bus and he is loaded for bear. I mean, he's coming after me because he's been told all day that I want to fight him and he's, you know, and so he, you know, and he's punching and everything. Fortunately, I had read a book about boxing <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I kind of knew I was, you know, as you know, his garden and everything. And, and I, I threw one jab. Bam. And it caught him right here. And blood began to run. <laughs> end, end of fight. That was over. That's my fight career. I am undefeated. Uh, <coughs> however, if any of you want to test me, I am retired. Uh I've never really liked to fight. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand, the, oh, let's go fight. You know, I, I, I just, you know, that's never been uh, but I have fought a number of times for things that I consider to be important. For, for things that, that I really felt like mattered. Uh, back Way back in the day when we were uh, organizing, setting up the way that this church was going to be, one of the things that I, that I fought for was the role of women in this church. And not just in the church, but outside the church. Because I, you know, I understand that there are people who kind of feel like, well, you know, a woman's place, send a home and stuff like that. They don't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proverbs 31, 10-31 describes a godly woman. And yeah, I mean, she takes care of the home and everything, but she also works. She manages other people. She, she, she uh, buys and sells real estate. She uh, uh, o- oversees agricultural enterprises. She in, it, it works in investing. She works in trading. She, she teaches. She, <coughs> she speaks words of wisdom. Kind of go, well, you know, that's what the Bible says she does. So let's, let's do it. I, I, want, I want women who, you know, can do all that stuff. You know, guys, we, we, let's, let's, let's face it. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of necessary. We're kind of needed. But really, what makes the world work is women. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Just Just did. Uh, the attitude in, in Springhouse over the years towards, uh, towards race, that was, that's one of the things I felt was important to fight for. We've had people leave but because of how I feel about that, but they need to go somewhere else because, you know, everybody's welcome here. They just are. And, and I've, I've also had people who've, who've left because I wouldn't take a stand on politics. It's just politics, people. It's not going to be here one of these days and really what you're upset about now isn't probably going to be the same thing you will be upset about next week it's just part of, i you know i feel like this is the time to focus people's eyes on things that are eternal th- on things that matter something that's going to be substantial something that's still going to be there so i fight when necessary now we've, we've been doing this transformation series and what is fighting got to do with transformation well you, i'm just hang on with me for a few minutes, you'll find out. <coughs> You're in transformation whether you like it or not. Whether you know it or not, whether you try to deny it or not, you are you are in transformation. And this this season at Springhouse is where we're, as a church, in some form of transformation. We've also kind of taken it as an opportunity to focus on the transformation going on in our individual lives. And uh, while it's been a seven-week series, the last three, we've been basically... Um, opening up the toolbox and, and, and giving, some, giving some tools to work with. Uh, we talked about trans, uh, um, change my way of thinking. And I just want to uh, basically kind of remind you that what, what that was essentially about was th- that we should, we should structure and order our lives based on our thinking rather than our feeling. We have a tendency to go, this is what I think, this is what I know, this is what I believe, but it's not what I do because I feel this way, and so we make our choices based on our feelings rather than, than our thinking. And then uh, and then change our change my way of giving, um, giving especially the tithe as an act of obedience, which is about discipleship. And 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 then once we once we really move into it, we can it, it can blossom into generosity, which is about freedom which is about an absolutely wonderful way to live. And then last week we talked about uh, change, my way of, change my way of serving. Uh, serving gives meaning to life. If you, if you don't serve, your life is empty. It's, it's void. It doesn't have meaning. Serving gives meaning to life, uh, and it's more about the who than, than the what. Uh, oftentimes we think that what I'm doing is more important than who I'm doing it for, no. Get off the phone and deal with the person in front of you. That's, that's what's important. And then also the journey is part of the gift. The journey is, you know, if you, go to, if you go to somebody's house to fix their widget and you're not able to fix their widget when you get there, the journey still was part of the, was part of the service. It's, it's worth something. It all adds up to change. To a change in the way that we live but to change the way we live comes with a fight, comes with a struggle. And now this isn't, you know, well, the Lord helps those who help themselves. You know that that's not, I, I, don't, I don't buy into that. But there are some things that the Lord can't do in our lives because we won't let Him. And if He does them, we'll just go back to, to wallowing in the mud again, and we'll be worse off than we were before He took us out and cleaned us up. Inertia. Uh, Inertia is a very powerful thing. Physics lesson. If you don't know the definition of inertia, here here it is. A property of matter by which it continues in its existing state. Whether that state is a state of rest or of uniform motion in a straight line unless it is changed by an external force. You may think, oh, I know where you're going with this. Some of us are stuck. We're just just stuck. Nope. No one is stuck. You are not a rock. You are not in a state of of rest. We may look like and we may feel like that, that we're unchanging doing nothing, but that's a lie. You may be about the same as you were yesterday, but about the same is not the same as the same. That was a delightful, delicious sentence to say. About the same is not the same as the, as as the same. There there is a there is a difference, and small small changes add up. Uh, seventh grade was a big year for me. It was when I won my first fight, and uh, but it was also the first time that I heard uh, this the old. Uh, Most of you already know this, you know the old uh, saw about if somebody offered you a job for a month and they offered to double your pay every day, but the first day you were only going to make a penny, would you take the job, right? And most of you have heard that before, right? Do they? Yeah. Uh, If you haven't heard that before, the answer is yes. Yes, you take the job because at the end of the month you you will have raked in over ten and a half million dollars. So that's that's coming in small. Small changes make a difference. If you, were, if you were going to go from London, England, not Kentucky, if you were going to go from London, England to Nashville, Tennessee, and you're off by one degree, when you get here, you'd end up somewhere just north of uh, Bowling Green. Now, kind of go, well, that's not that big a deal. Well, but if you do it every day for a year, then you're not just north of Bowling Green, you're just north of Juneau, Alaska. Small differences add up and they, and, they, and they multiply over time. And inertia is at work in our lives and, and being in a rut is worse than being in a hole. If you're in a hole at least you're just in a hole. But if you're in a rut and you're moving the way the world moves you're also getting deeper every day. It may be so imperceptible that you don't know it. But a year from now it's this and two years from now it's this and Ten years from now, it's this, and the next thing you know, you can't even see the outside of that thing anymore, unless that state is changed by an external force. And we have an external force that would like to change that for us. Actually, we have two external forces that would like to change that for us. One of the external forces would like to continue moving us downward, but there is one external force that would like to pull us out of it. 2 Peter chapter 1 tells us about that. His, God's divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Wow. Through, through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us very great and precious promises, so that through them, this is something to get excited about, through them you may participate in the divine nature. Through the, the great and precious promises of God, you, you actually can taste and become a part of what it's like to live the way God lives. With, with the, the freedom and, and, the, and the joy and, and the grace and the power and, and all of those things that flow through it, we can partake of it. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. In the world, enormous corruption, but through God's divine power, glory, and goodness, we've been been given great and precious promises, such as, go back to week one of this series, and we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image from glory to glory to glory, never be the same, never be the same. That's what what we're singing about. But the way that happens is that we contemplate the Lord's glory rather than the things that we tend to contemplate. Or or this one, 1 John 3, 2. We know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him. That's a great and precious promise, to, to be like Christ. Romans 8, 29. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and and sisters. Something is going on here. Are we helping or are we hindering? Are you helping or are you hindering? There are things that are worth fighting for. When we built this building, uh, and we were in the other building the, where the youth meet now. Uh, I, I guess you'd say the, the text for the, the move, for the transformation, was Isaiah 54, 1 through 3. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the, of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. And, and and it goes on. It went on to say, enlarge the place of your tent, lengthen your cords, strengthen your pegs, M- move out from this place, M- get get bigger, enlarge. And we have a tendency to think about that and go, yeah, yeah, that's a, enlarge. Yeah, I want to do that. And and we we, we tend to think, yeah, I'll, I'll just you know, I'll just I'll just stretch this this thing out here, and bam, 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 I'll put I'll put my stake out a little further, and I'll. Put my stake out a little further right here. Bam, bam, bam. And we have a tendency to think that that's really all that we've got to do. But here's the the catch. That property that we're going to expand into is occupied. It's occupied. Enemies are there. There's got to be some evictions take place for us to be able to expand. It was easy coming here. All we had to do was tear up the parking lot and build a new one back there. But this space was occupied. In our lives, it's a little different. The enemies don't want to give the space up. And who are these enemies? (coughs) Well, let me tell you who they're not. They're not Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. They're not Barack Obama or George W. Bush. They're not even Vladimir Putin. They're not the KKK. They're not ISIS. Those aren't the enemies. We read it. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's not where the fight is. Our struggle is against the rulers and authorities in high places, against the powers of this dark world. First John tells us the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's where the battle is. That's where the evictions have to take place. go, Oh, we got to drive out some demons and stuff like that. Well, you could, you could put it that way, but it's actually a lot more mundane than that. And I can feel the excitement cursing through this room to find out how mundane is it? <laughs> a brief, brief list. You don't have time for the Word, don't have time for prayer, you don't have time for a lot of things in your life because of time bandits. Yeah. Time bandits. We live in the golden age of television. And and we really do. I mean, there's some great shows on TV. <sighs> and binge watching, whoo! Hey, I don't want to see it till the thing is finished, then I want to I'll watch them all. Yeah. Give me some, never mind. We also live in the golden age of video games. I mean when I was coming up, video games were like wacka, wacka, whack a That's basically it. You know, oh, look, ping-pong, ping-pong. Yeah, that's not how it is now. No. Now it's like, whoa. We have entered another dimension. We really have. FB. Facebook. Yes, there are older people here. Young people aren't on that anymore, by the way. So I've, you know, that's why I don't look at it very often. My peeps. Not there. (laughs) Time bandits. Push them out. If you're going to have room for change... into godliness in your life there's got to be some room somebody's somebody's got to get evicted somewhere something's got to be pushed out to make room for what not needs what needs to come in there and let me just say this because you know people that I I don't don't even know what the word is to describe it I do know what the word is to describe this but people get upset with me when I use the word stupid Uh, so that's why I didn't use it Uh, but uh, I, uh, we love to be upset, you know. Every time I watch that, I just get, I, get so, I just get so aggravated and so upset, I can't wait to watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> every time I listen to him on the radio, man, it just gets me cranked up. So I'm glad they're going to expand him to four hours now. You know, so too. turn it off. Are you dumber than a sack full of hammers? <laughs> Turn it off. That's not what life is about. That's 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 the enemy. Uh, another another enemy is fear. Fear. You know, uh, a lot of people uh, don't tithe because of fear, and I totally get that. I totally understand it. I totally understand the. I just don't know how we. I can't see how we would make it if we gave ten percent to the Lord. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things you can't see. That's that's what it is, and it's not just about giving and things like that. A lot of times, uh, uh, Vicky, when she gave her testimony, she's got her hat. You know, uh, what about Jesus? And you know, twenty-five years ago. She, it looked like she wasn't going to be with us very much longer, and that kind of changes your life a little bit and changes your way of thinking. So she doesn't mind wearing a "What About Jesus?" hat in, into the post office and, and saying, "You want to know what this means?" You know, and, and just saying, and she'll do that too. I've seen her do it. You want to know what this means? Uh, and and reminding people of Jesus, we won't because of fear. What are they going to say? What what are the, what are they going to what are they going to think about? Me, well, they're not going to think about you very long because they got to get home and watch their show. Fear—that's one of the—that's one of those enemies, and the only thing that can evict fear is faith. That's the only thing that can evict fear. Obsessions—you know—we've we've become obsessed with things, uh, eating. Twenty four seven news, uh, video games again. You know sports. Uh, oh yes, spending. So obsessed with it. You know, there's a there's a In fact, I never mind. There's a no no. It's, it, 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 it's it's too much of a bunny trail. Uh, but you 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 can't control the. There are things in your life that you can't control. And you go, I can't control this. Fight. Fight! Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have a powerful ally who can, who can overcome these things that are going, but we, we won't fight. We, we just won't. You can't, we, if we want to transition, we've given you tools to transition with. I've given me tools to transition with, but they don't do any good if they're just laying there. You have to decide, I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to use it. A, a lot of people are bound and crippled by unforgiveness in their lives. You know what I mean? They're, they're on that downward trajectory because that's, that's what's holding them back. I just don't know how I can possibly forgive her because she didn't ask for forgiveness. She doesn't deserve forgiveness. And I, I don't feel like forgiving her and I don't think that i ought to. It's just not the right thing. Colossians 3.13 says, Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And how has the Lord forgiven you? Jesus came to God and said, God, you know Fred Jones? (laughs) Yeah, we both know him, don't we? Uh, Forgive him for, for my sake. And God goes, Fred, I love you, man. You're my child. You're forgiven. And then Jesus comes to us and says, Barbie, you know, forgive, forgive Ronnie. Well, I don't know. For my sake. What are you gonna say? No. <laughs> well, whoever it is, whatever it is, forgive the way God forgave you. For His sake. One other. A lot of people are debilitated by things from the past. They're chained to the past what somebody said about them, what the, the image that somebody planted in their mind. You know, you're, you can't do this. You're, you aren't that. You're ugly. You're, you're, you're dumb. What, whatever it may be, that, that hurt or that thing that happened to them and they're, and they're chained there. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they're a new creation. Amen. The old has gone and the new has come. But you got to fight. We understand this concept in the gym no pain, no gain. Yeah, and we'll work for it. But Paul said to Timothy physical training is of some value. Yeah, it's some value. But godliness, godliness has value for all things, holding promise. For both the present life and the life to come. And through His mighty power, because of His goodness and grace, He has given us everything we need for godliness in our lives. So that through His very great and precious promises, we can escape the inevitable corruption. We can escape the downward inertia. We can go in a different direction. You know, may have taken a year, or maybe several years, to get so far off course that when you aim for Nashville, you get Juno. But God, He can bring that back pretty quickly. He can, he can do course corrections really quickly once you're ready to fight. Would you stand with me? <laughs> those who are going to pray for people come forward and if you need prayer would you come and you don't have to wait for music to start you don't have to wait that's one of the beautiful things you are a free moral agent And a lot of times people don't come because they're afraid come come Whatever whatever you need prayer for, you come. And if you don't know Christ, we'd love to introduce you to Christ. I mean, that's how this thing gets started. (coughs) That's how this transformation gets, gets started in your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't need to come, then worship with us for a few minutes. Let's create an atmosphere. Let's serve one another by creating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to work in people's lives.